Andre, thank you so much for uh, inviting us over to Madeira, your wonderful island. Let's get the backstory from the pleb's mouth. How did this come about? Why? What happened? Well, first it was my pleasure and it still feels, feels surreal to have this team here visiting the island all at the same time. It was something really, really, really crazy that I didn't dream. Um, how did this happen? <laughs> it was a bit crazy. There are, there are some, some little things in your life that suddenly change it all, right? And I'm a Bitcoiner, as you know, and um, I was just pissed off, really, that there were no Bitcoin literature, literature in Portuguese. Basically, you know, every time I went to a, to a bookstore, I didn't find anything. And then there was a time, and I was in Lisbon in a huge bookstore, and I was again searching for books and so on, nothing. And then I, I was exiting the bookstore and I see the, you know, the top selling books. And that number eight, it was a shitty book full of shit coins, you know. It, it was even outdated, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, and at that point in time I said, I have to do something, I have to do something about it. Uh, maybe this is, you know, as a Bitcoiner, you want to do something for, for Bitcoins, so you want to get involved. Oh, maybe this is it. I can just start translating books to Portuguese, I guess, but there, there's so many good books in English. Let's do it. And I sent a cold DM to, <laughs> to Jeff <laughs> out of this little island in the Atlantic. <laughs> and he replied. And that led to a whole bunch of things. But basically it led to Mansara Books, which is my publishing company now. And besides Jeff Boots book, we have many others, uh, including Knuts that we are working with right now and uh, many others. Um, we even partnered with Consensus Network to help them spread the Portuguese books to here, to Brazil, still working on the Brazil thing, but it will work out, so and, then, and, and now suddenly we have like 16 books to, to publish into Portuguese, which in itself it's amazing. And yeah, that was the beginning of it, just Jeff replying to a DM on Twitter. And it led to a bunch of other stuff that I think we'll discuss. And <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Jeff, do you have anything to add to that before I ask him about meeting the president of Madeira? No, it's, it, the only thing I would say is it just, yeah, it, it just shows this community and the power of this community. And, and if you're a Bitcoin maxi, it just everyone else in that ecosystem is your friend. Like you just feel like an, an immediate connection. And so, so Andre said, he goes, I can't believe you replied. And I'm going, why can't you believe I replied? <laughs> and, yeah. and so, and that just created a, it, it was a book at first, but then you start talking you say, and it created a friendship. The friendship grows and, and a whole bunch of other stuff happened and, and, and so I'd love for you to tell what else, what else happened. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was in my life, right? I already had, was starting Mansara Books and so on. And just, it was just a moment of, it was another moment, I guess. Uh, uh, Miguel Albuquerque, the president uh, of Madeira was visiting this space that I own. It's Cowork Funchal. It's a co-working, uh, co-working space in, in, in downtown Funchal. And he was checking it just because of the, um, to visit the space where nomads and remote workers from everywhere come and work. And he was checking the movement of youngsters visiting the island and what they're doing. So it was nothing related. So. But, of course, as a Bitcoiner, I accept Bitcoin here. And um, the president was in the reception, talking about other stuff. And then he suddenly starts talking about the nodes and the remote workers and how they only use cryptos and, um, and uh, that he wants to bring more talents to the island and, and, and more investment and companies and that Madeira needs to um, re release itself from being only a or mainly a touristic island, so low wages and so on, that it needs to attract better talent, better wages, uh, digital economy, let's say it like that. 
And I, I guess I seized the moment, right? <laughs> and I, I remember perfectly just pointing at the, at the Bitcoin accepted here sticker that I had in the reception and saying, maybe I can help. Uh, but you'll have to be open to that, to, to Bitcoin. And uh, immediately looked at it and said, basically the same thing, of course, this is the future. These young people just use that. They don't care about the old money. Uh, and that was like music to my ears. So I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> uh, and he said, I said something like, I don't know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to some people and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. And I said, yeah, 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 move. We need, we need, we need, we need investment here. We need new talent, everything. All the same conversation. And you get in the story now. <laughs> because I, <laughs> I basically panicked, right? Because this was, as we say in Portugal, too much shine for my carriage. So I, just, I was just like freaking out saying, oh, now I need to deliver something, right? <laughs> And I called you, as you are, as you well know, and I just said, Daniel, I need to speak to you. I, I think I sent you a voice message, right? Something yeah, like, like oh, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> call me as soon as you call get this me message. as soon as you can. <laughs> I'm panicking here. Like. <laughs> and uh, we eventually talked. I told you the story. And as a true Bitcoin, also, your reply was, let's fucking go. Let's make this happen. And... <laughs> which is amazing in itself and yeah we did it so you started reaching to some people Alan Farrington and which led to Samson Mao we got in the telegram group we were starting to figure out how what was the best, best approach how how could we do this I remember Samson was supposed to come to Madara but then it was an agenda thing and then again crazy idea I reach out to you again and say, hey, Dan, what about we take them to the Bitcoin conference in Miami? That would be like, because it still needs to be Orange Code. It was, he had the good intention, but was not quite there. Why not? Let's try this. <laughs> and again, the community just, it was crazy. <laughs> so we got Samson sending an invitation. We got David Belly from BTC Inc. sending a, not only a video invitation, but only a formal letter to government in inviting the president to be there. Then there was a Zoom call with Jeff and Samson, with the president. You were on that. Yeah. 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 Surreal. <laughs> what was, what's surreal is you being in the presidential office with all the flags and he's in his suit and you're in, in, in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, thanks for the compliment, but I like this caller. <laughs> Yes, he's, he's actually he's very laid back, the president. So it's, he actually likes to see this, like young people. I remember him, I was, well, I think visiting his office or something. And he, he usually tells like, ah, there comes the cool guy. No suit, no, no tie, nothing. Like, <laughs> come in, come in. Uh, basically, his intentions were good, right? Yes. He was, I think he, 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 he can see where the world is going. He can see the, the, the periphery of the island and the dangers of being stuck into a, an old system. And his intentions were good. He, I think he just didn't realize exactly how he could get, get there. And on my perspective, I was just doing a good thing for the community, like for my island, for my kids, uh, guiding, trying to guide the government on, on on Bitcoin and not crypto, that was a danger as well that I was seeing all around. And uh, yeah, we took well, him to Miami. And in Miami, he, he was exposed to uh, like uh, a, a, an incredible meeting with, with Michael Saylor. Oh, yeah. And then Max Kaiser, yourself, you spent some time with him as well. Uh, he got exposed to some of the most amazing people who were. Uh, you know, and this is the difference between the, the crypto community and the Bitcoin community. You know, Bitcoin has educators, crypto has influencers, right? And now we are here following up with this kind of mission of helping, trying to understand. And that's, well, let's talk about like uh, the, the idea of the, the organization. So, um, it's still a work in progress. Um, but the, the whole idea, and it was, it was actually decided, still in Miami, at least the first, first idea and this, 
let's do this. Uh, the president called me aside and we discussed how, how we could bring this forward. I actually remember that moment. Yeah? It, that was directly after he had spoken to you yeah. at Saferdeen Steak yeah. Dinner. Yeah. He called you outside at a restaurant. Yes, true. And what did he say? Uh, well, that's, uh, no, Andrei, we need to take this forward. Uh, how can we do this? And I already had a pretty good idea. I, had, I actually had discussed it with Jeff prior to it, yeah. I believe. Uh, I always thought it should be uh, an outside organization. Um, so the idea was to do a non-profit that, you know, Bitcoin touches everything. So I already had some, some ideas on how we could help Madara uh, do this, you know, education-wise, energy-wise, Bitcoin acceptance, merchant adoption, you know, all of that. And I pitched it to the president, basically. I said, I think this is the way to go. Uh, I think it should be outside of government. And honestly, uh, right now, I don't see anyone in Madara with such a good knowledge of Bitcoin as me. So I would like to lead it. Uh, if you give me that power, and uh, yeah, he accepted it. And now we're negotiating the terms and the best approach and the best strategy. and. And of course, also de-risk this 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 whole thing because we we don't we're playing with serious matters here. But yeah, the way is to take it forward and and take advantage of being one of the first uh, regions, at least in Europe, to embrace Bitcoin. This is why I want to bring Jeff in and ask you, like, what what have you seen in the last couple of days that we've been here together? You know, throwing shit against the wall, seeing what sticks. How bullish are you for like what's going to happen here in this little island? I'm I'm super bullish because there's a will and want to be able to do this. I'm also reserved on the pace that they can do it against against uh, the euro and the, uh, the the EU and 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 what that what that looks like. But I'm super bullish on on Madeira. And I, and I think I should probably back up and I should say what's happening kind of at the macro level. I think most Bitcoiners know this on a macro level, but not the implications of it. So when money is broken like this and, it's, and there are no good choices out of the existing system, and the, the existing system is going to have to continually print and save regions that are less desirable in kind of core's idea. In other words, Germany over time is going to say, what are you doing to our standard of living by protecting Portugal or protecting Greece or protecting? And there's going to be such an uprising over time through this that, that the EU is going to break apart. I wish I didn't have to say that. But, but because of the money, people don't understand what ends up happening to, to people when money is this broken and they turn against each other. And, 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 and it's easy to see throughout history and it's easy to see what's happening right now. And so, so as that happens and that accelerates, then, then some countries are going to be at the, at, at the risk of their economies failing dramatically. And, and, and it is a huge risk because you don't have an ability to self-sovereign anymore. Um, and so what Bitcoin what Bitcoin does for those is it actually moves them to a standard early and it moves essentially you have 120 million Bitcoiners growing really fast, grow, growing exponentially and you have a network effect on top of that with lightning adoption that's growing really fast and a whole ecosystem that's building on top of it that is unseen right now but all the products and services that are going to be built on top of that and they're looking for homes and, and why when El Salvador had 100 or 532 additional, 532,000 additional visitors in 2022 over 2021 in the first quarter and 119 million in, in revenue from those visit, visitors in that first quarter, unprecedented numbers. What it's telling you is there's a whole pack of people that know what's coming and know, and they're, they're looking for places to go. And, 
And then there's a bunch of countries that something's gonna break. Things are gonna break and it's gonna cascade and it's gonna get worse. And, and then those countries that are open to Bitcoin early are going to grab um, a majority of those people and businesses who are gonna build the, a new economy and a, under fair rules and, and such on top of Bitcoin. Uh, uh, that's, and, and so Madeira can take a lead in that. And Madeira in, uh, in the EU, um, or being, being close, an hour flight from anywhere in, uh, in Europe, a couple hour flight from anywhere in Europe, it's a really good test bed to be able to do that. And it doesn't actually take much to move their economy. And, and so, if you, so if you're friendly to this, if you're friendly to this ecosystem, then you're friendly to people who are building on top of this ecosystem, where do you think those people will go? And I, I'm spending time on this island. I cannot believe like, for $250,000, I can get a golden visa for my family, my whole family <laughs> um, for, t for 10 years. And, and that 250,000, I could buy a, buy a home, I could buy a business, I could, um, but, but it gives me optionality. So that's um, not a payment just for the visa? It's not a payment for the visa, it's an investment so in the country. So if you come over and buy a house for 250,000, you, you, you can then apply for the golden visa? I have a 10-year visa for my entire family that would then could turn into a passport. Um, and, and that gives me flexibility. And when I think about what happened with the truckers in Canada, yeah. um, and being in Canada and having, and just having my name on a, on a, on a multi-sig wallet, and the risk of that in Canada, that all of a sudden somebody could change the rules retroactively and, and take your bank away. Um, and, and, and there was a very real risk for, for my family of having my, my bank account uh, uh, stop. Now, because I'm a Bitcoiner as well, it wouldn't have been a risk like somebody who was all in the existing system. Can we, but, can we just talk, like, because uh, some of the plebs might not know, uh, but this is a perfect example of you know, what a nation state can do and how wrong it can go so quickly. Uh, the trucker convoy thing, that happens. They stop payments via the, um, I can't remember, the, the, what was the fiat system they were using? A GoFundMe. GoFundMe, yeah. right, gets shut down. So Greg, Greg right. Foss knew, that he, he, he called me three days before that happened. He said, they're gonna shut down GoFundMe yeah. and they're not gonna allow this to happen. Um, and, and with no law to be able to shut down GoFundMe, but because it's a centralized organization. And Greg, mm -hmm. Greg called me and said, Bitcoin was designed for this, to show, show off what it can do. Would you be a multi-sig holder on this mm -hmm. to be able to do, uh, do this? And I said, of course. Um, but what you realize is, is what ends up happening is they, they go after the people with the most profile. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so, but then what, what ends up happening is you, in Canada, to me, what, what, because most people can't see that individual rights and freedoms are really important to be able to stand up for. You, we have a right to stand up to, uh, to a government. We, and if you take away that right and you control that right with money, and then you make the media make a whole bunch of people look bad, you can make people believe anything. Yeah. And, and it looks like a banana republic. And we see these things all over, the, uh, all over. and we look at other countries through that lens and we think, um, how could that happen in that country? But when it happened in Canada, whether you agree with the truckers or don't agree with the truckers, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. But when it happens in Canada, in a country that I believed I was living in a democracy, and, but, but when you're voting for, for a party, and you don't have a vote in 70% of where that party gets its money, which is through inflation, then we don't live in a democracy anymore. No. We, we, capitalism and communism look exactly the same. And that abuse of power throughout the world, which is what's happening around the world, it has to get worse because the only way to control your citizens is through coercion and taking away their rights. And so what we're seeing through the lens all over the world is that. So I, not just because we were friends, not just because of what was happening here, not just because I met the president, I and my family have been looking for, in a world that's really starting to break down and you can predict it'll get worse, I'm looking for options, flexibility, 
and options. We went to El Salvador, beautiful. Look at here, option. But I'm looking for options for um, to be able to get on a, pl a plane at any time I want and not be under lockdown without my bank and stuck stuck in a stuck stuck in some a country before it's too late. And I could not believe that Canada taught the world that uh, that that lesson on why that's so important. And you personally, they brought the heat down on you pretty hard, right? You you were removed from some boards because of this. It was brutal. It was it, it, and I, and I say. All of the CEOs that I, I, I've supported for, for a long time went to back, back for me. I went to but a hospital foundation where I was volunteering my time. I went to them and said, um, listen, I'm going to step down just because hospitals kind of government control in Canada and I'm going to step down and I think it's just because the media is portraying like I'm at the trucker, right? And so there, and, and that I agree with all of them. <laughs> and, and so it was just, it was, I, there were letter writing campaigns, it was cancel culture like crazy. And you're going, wow, this is, this is brutal from standing up for individual rights and freedoms. Unbelievable. So I could see what that looks like when, when call it 75% of the population is either the hidden majority and they won't say anything or they, come after you. Mm. Uh, and I can see what happens when the media is influenced by the government and, and based, on, uh, uh, based on that same thing, what ends up happening. I lived it firsthand. And so one of, one of the, the hospital board that I stepped down actually had, a, had a, in the paper in one of their articles said, uh, said um, <coughs> we let Jeff go because his values don't align with ours. And I'm going, wow, that's rich. That's rich. So your, your values don't, don't align with standing up for individual rights and freedoms. And then and it was, was one of the most <laughs> emotional moments um, out of uh, Luda, out of U U Ukraine, came to me at the Oslo Freedom Forum. And, she's, and, and she thanked me. And, and she said, you, Ben, Greg, all of the people that were involved in that. And I said, what do, you, what do you mean? And she said, all over the world, activists all over the world, um, couldn't believe that a peaceful protest had that response from the government. And, and so when we saw what you did, and, and we roadmap exactly what you did and how Bitcoin was so important, what we realized is, and then, and then when it ended up happening is, when, when Ukraine was invaded, all the banks were closed. And they needed to get life-saving hard hats, vests, medical supplies out, and they had no way to do it. And, and she said, we just duplicated your process. We raised tens of millions of dollars instantly, and we distributed those. You, you said, that thing that ended up happening in Canada to you and all of what ended up happening probably saved countless lives. And, and so you just, wow, those ripples matter, right? And so it's waking people up to what's happening all over the, uh, the, the world. And Bitcoin, and is, what's happening is Bitcoin, what people thought was just Bitcoiners is now merging, right? It's now activists all over the world are realizing, wow, this can save lives. This, it was always about the money. It was always about the money. Do you feel it? Sorry, I'm yeah, no, no. I was, I was going to ask you to like. Uh, Do you feel it was good in a way that that, that happened in Canada? So, so now, now in retrospect, yeah. in the moment, yeah, I can't say yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, <laughs> it, it didn't feel very good. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Not seeing those ripple effects, it's but, amazing. Yeah, but it's <clears throat> but now seeing those ripples effects just by doing the right thing, yeah. just by staying up and doing the right thing, mm. and seeing that impact around around the world, you never know. And, and again. Maybe I would have never known unless she came to me and said that. And, but you never know the impact you make around the world, but you hope it's a good one. Yeah. So let's bring this back to Madeira then. Like what, um, I've sensed the hope here because uh, you know, we've, we've had some pretty amazing meetings. What have you guys taken away from the last couple of days? I'm, I don't know. I, I, I still have to digest all of it, <laughs> and it's not over yet. Uh, I'm I'm bullish using a <laughs> a, a Bitcoin term, but um, I'm bullish. I think it's it's 
I think it will be really good. And um, but I'm actually trying to to perspectivize this in a way that it can fail. Um, we're only trying our best, and that's all we can do, really. Uh, I I will do my best to make it happen on the best possible way. And um, well, it's not been a bad start. Yeah, you've assembled 13 Bitcoiners from all over the world to, to come and help you, like, you know, push this message. So the only reason that you're, uh, you would say, though, that it's, it couldn't happen, it's going to happen. It's inevitable that it happens. What you, I think you're saying is the timing of that and what it looks like on the rollout. And, and because what you'd have to realize is Badira is in the EU and there's going to be more and more tension to try to hold things together as they break apart. And Bitcoin is one of those things that is, 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 is so if, if Madeira came in all in and said, okay, we're making Bitcoin a currency, right? And Madeira is part of Portugal. They, it, 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 you couldn't do that. You couldn't do what El Salvador did in the EU, it, it, it wouldn't work. But, but is there knowledge about how important this is at the government level here and across the government level? There's knowledge. And with that, now you can start to, you can start to pave the way to be able to make sure that this is uh, this is important and protected. And it's worth the try. Uh, and as Jeff says, it's it's inevitable, but it's it's worth to try to be one of the first. And I also believe uh, the world is breaking more and more. Um, the 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 manipulation of money is so in your face that it's breaking everything, right? And I, I do believe now, and Bitcoin teaches me that, that money is the most important technology for mankind. And it's not good, it's, it's just simple as that, it's not good that it's manipulated. And it's been more and more and more and more. And so, my only goal is that I bring my kids and this island, if I can, and if not, why not Portugal, <laughs> to be one of the first places where we can realize that and protect ourselves from the cracking of the, that's happening in the whole world, basically. And when you see the companies that, because now through EgoDeath, I have a, a view of all of the companies that are being built in, in, in this space, wow. It's mind-blowing. Mind and and it's, so most people wouldn't see this stuff before it's built and what it's coming. You can't predict what's coming. But when you're, when you're investing capital into some of these companies that they're building what's coming and, and, and you've vetted the entrepreneurs and the, and, and, uh, and the technology and some of the stuff that's coming, it might not still come for 12 months, 18 months. But you get to see... You get to see some amazing things that, again, I, I've, I've said this many times. Trying to explain TCPIP to my parents in 1995, their eyes would gloss over. Yeah. It, 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 and, and trying to explain Bitcoin to, to people, it's a protocol level, and their eyes gloss over. And it's, it's bigger than TCPIP because it's, it's also money, right? So it's, it's a merge of of money and, and, and the internet. And on top of that, the new system that's gonna be built on top of that, we experienced the new system, we didn't experience TCPIP, we experience the products that make our lives better on only, top of that. Only the third layer. Exactly, on the third layer. But, but all of those products, some of them are out right now, Lightning makes, makes Bitcoin easier to use. Right? Some of these wallets are getting easier and easier to use, whereas five years ago, this was hard to use. Eight years ago, it was way harder to use. Um, and, and you can see the UX and you can see some of the stuff coming into the space. It's going to make it, essentially, we're going to, this is going to fade off into the background. And it won't, we won't be needing to teach it like this. It'll just be taken for granted. Nobody teaches TCPIP. <laughs> um, and, and people are going to be delivered products that make their lives way better. And it's going to drive billions of people onto this network. Let's, let's put this into some context. You launched Ego Death just straight after Miami, right? I think. Yeah, probably two weeks after Miami. So let's say May. Yeah. We're now 20th of June. How many companies have you spoken to? 
<laughs> so Nico and Andy do most most of that, but uh, but I think we have a database and spoken to over uh, 160. 160 countries yeah. in one month. Yeah. It's a, let, let's yeah. let's now put that in context. Not only not only that, um, in four weeks, or there's still closing documentation and everything else. But in in about four weeks, our fund was subscribed. Completely subscribed in in a in in a credit crisis mm -hmm. um, that 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 just wild demand. Uh, Can you share on, numbers on, on the fund? We we targeted at thirty. We'll probably close at forty. Forty million in four yeah. weeks. Yeah. All right. Now let's apply that to Madeira. If you've spoken to one hundred and sixty companies in four to six weeks, just five to 10 of those companies might set up here in Madeira if it is deemed a yeah, so, friendly so, jurisdiction. So all of these jurisdictions, all these companies are going to be scouting out what are friendly jurisdictions. And because they're building, if you, if you think about how we used to have to be in a region to be able to build a company, but more and more stuff is moving online and it doesn't look the same. Um, space getting a kilogram into space in 1981, cost between $27,000 and $30,000 per kilogram. Um, today it costs about $800. Two years it's going to cost $200. Call it $30,000 to $200. What ends up happening because of that price decline, you launch satellites and now you don't need cables everywhere for internet communication. Um, with what's happening in energy, you can have microgrids on energy, you can be plugged in a satellite and you can work from anywhere. And what that means for Madeira or anywhere which with, with strong governance, safe laws, good back, good water, good roads, good, good structure, good health <coughs> care, what that means is now you can take advantage of an economy that can grow from anywhere, anywhere, at a crazy rate. And so a lot of the Bitcoin companies are building that economy. Um, and and they don't need to. They don't need five thousand people working in Madeira. They can activate through a network people working all, all over the world. Although it's great to live in Madeira. You know, so so some of those people, but some of those head offices, <laughs> but some of those head offices will do that, yeah. and then people will come here to to gather and then go back to the, their places. Mm -hmm. So so countries that understand what I just said about about. Uh, about building this, the new on top of that, are going to take a leading voice into Bitcoin, and they're going to protect it so that they can they can protect all the jobs and the tourism and everything else that's that's coming to the country. Do you have anything further to add there? The ex the excitement of yes. some uh, some Bitcoin. <laughs> because <coughs> ju just that that perspective for a small island like ours. As Greg would put it, that is just a rounding error yeah. in the in the middle of the, this world. Well, let's just say three Bitcoin companies decide to come and set up yeah. in Madeira because yeah. of friendly regulations and good tax policies, and you know, exactly. say, let's How say one of them turns into a five billion dollar company, yeah. right? Because, because of that, if you just think about our GDP is less than five billion. Yeah. So you can imagine, right? And how many jobs it's, would it create? It's it's incredible. So. Even a small percentage of the, that new ecosystem that's inevitable, as Jeff said. Mm -hmm. And if you can capture some of that from Madara, a, a ultra-periphery island in the middle of the, the Atlantic that truly needs it, truly needs it for the future, it's worth a try. Well, you got a few, yeah, Madeira needs to future-proof itself because of what you've been talking about with the EU breaking up. Uh, it's going to happen, I, I believe that as well. Uh, so if you can future-proof yourself against that breakup and potentially like the, the single currency, like the euro, that, that, that goes along with the whole breakup. It goes with the whole breakup. So then and, it, it was, and it was really damaging for the pigs, as they, they call it, the, yeah. the Mediterranean countries. It was really damaging. In the beginning, it may not have been, but clearly uh, it, it was not sustainable. And, and so, so, so I'd just like to dig into that because there's, a, there's something that a lot of people don't understand on that because they follow the narratives that seem so, that match their narrative. But, but that euro was just as good for Germany as it was for Portugal. In the beginning. In the beginning. And, and, but, but why is because Germany is 
is an exporting nation, and the others are purchasers. And so what you did, what you did is you gave everybody a raise. Right? You gave all of the periphery a raise, and they bought more German products. Right? And who financed the raise? The German banks. And if you let it fail, the German banks fail and everything fails. The same thing is happening between China and US. The same thing is because the global trade balance or the global trade balance all over the world has to equal zero. And so it's, so it's a zero sum game. And so what you have is a, 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 neat, a, a, a narrative of those terrible people in that country that don't work when it's all about money and, and, and global flows. And so, uh, and, and it's just simply not true. And then what ends up happening is the control of the money controls the narrative, right? And so the control of the money controls the pigs. Yeah. And, that's what and then now those, 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 people, yeah. those people in those countries, what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> With no way out. That's what they stole from us. Yeah. And if it's already bad that people control money, and manipulate money, as we already said. It's even worse when it's not even you manipulating your own money. Yeah. So you're, as it happened with El Salvador, because they use the dollar, yeah. same thing. Yeah, and, and that whole structure all over the world has to be manipulated, and it has to be manipulated at the U.S. currency. And what that means is the U.S. is going has to sacrifice the periphery to save itself. As they as as they go inward, and that sacrifice creates chaos in country after country after country and you put a new dictator in or you knew to be able to and that that world can't work it won't work under under and, and it's breaking down in real time before our eyes it's the same thing i predicted would uh, break down in, in my book but it it will it will predictably get a lot worse it'll just keep on getting worse and people will think it's the people that's the, my my biggest worry is as this breaks down you want to blame a person instead of a system that's going to uh, that's going to and 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 why you want to blame a person or another state is because it's easier to convince your people to go to war with that other state. Yeah, you have to externalize your enemies. You have to externalize your enemies, and so 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 I, I kind of why we do this thing we do, and this is probably typical for all Bitcoiners, is probably also why I created ego death, is I realized. I have no influence in this system and it's going to get this much worse and I'm tired of talking about the system. Yep. I'm going to build the new system as fast as I can and, 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 and put, bring on billions of Bitcoiners through products that make their lives better <laughs> um, and I'm going to put all my energy into creating the parallel system to, to build to the other, other side. And, and when you see some of the meetings we had today. And you see the um, you see what that looks like, and and the and people really understanding why that's a necessity and why that's a, that's really important gives you hope. Yeah. yeah. No more yelling at the clouds, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the price action since we've been here in Madeira, because it's been uh, quite amusing to to watch the thing fall out of bed and people going crazy, running around with their hair on fire. The 13, 11 or 13 of us, we're just so freaking calm about it. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, this is what Bitcoin does. But then you see people like uh, Rubini or Krugman or their cronies come out on Twitter and start going on about how the price is crashing and how this is the end of Bitcoin. What people need to understand is like, that's just the number, that's the price. And we talked just recently with uh, Greg Foss and Larry Lepard, and they were talking about the amount of leverage in the system. Yes, the price sticker might be going down. We know that, and we can see that. But every day, the amount of participants on the network is going up. And that's what the fiat economists, the PhD macro fiat economists, have no idea of, that they don't get it. Anybody who's measuring Bitcoin price from a different price is measuring the system from a system, right? And, and so it, just like you measure your house in fiat dollars, and you don't see that your house is coming down every year against Bitcoin and it'll eventually fall to its utility value, you're, at, you're, you're measuring from the system that's being destroyed and, and dollars are being destroyed. And as they contract currency to, to pretend that they can stop this from happening, stop it or slow down inflation, those dollars will be destroyed in a different way. Those dollars will be destroyed in a credit crisis that'll start escalating. So if you just think about 
in that fiat system and all of the Ponzi schemes in shitcoins, right, is a result of this, and all of them taking leverage, massive leverage, to try to create the Ponzi schemes and, and yielding products. You have to ask yourself a simple question. Where do you get yield on Bitcoin? Mm -hmm. If there's no yield on Bitcoin, then where are you getting it? And it has to be a Ponzi or, or a long short trade, long short trade, and eventually you're gonna be on the wrong side of the trade. Um, so as you lever that, nobody comes in to save you when it comes unlevered. And, it, it, and there's no counterparty risk in Bitcoin. So, but the, a lot of those holders held Bitcoin too. And so they get liquidated and the price, price of Bitcoin falls. But if you extrapolate that and you say, that's what happened to Bitcoin and how, and how fast Bitcoin fell. And it wasn't holding any counterparty risk. It was just holding an asset that in other, that had to, had to blow it out like right now because they were fa failing. So no counterparty risk in Bitcoin. Then you have to say, but wait, the entire system, the entire other system is made up of thousands, tens of thousands of times le leverage uh, than, than is in kind of even the altcoin ecosystem, uh, all subject to counterparty risk and failing. It is just the entire system is leverage. So what would your house price be worth or what would your money be worth in the bank if that failed? And, that's, and it fails to the ground spectacularly, which, was, is, which is why the government can't, or the Fed, Fed or, or any central bank can't let it. They have to print way more money. And it's just a matter of when they're going to, because once that starts to fall, you see how fast Celsius fell, you see how fast 3AC fell, you see how fast, uh, um, you see how, uh, how fast Luna fell. The existing system falls that fast too. It, it looks like 2008 on steroids, where credit stops. Nobody tr trusts anybody, and the whole thing just collapses the ground. So, so the Fed is walking a tightrope right now of pretending they can do this, and you're going to see things break in country after country after country, including in, in the U.S. And, job, and, and if they hold, this is probably the easier way to see this. If you you create 40% more monetary units in a year. And when they did that, every, every central bank around, don't worry about inflation, right? Don't worry. And every, every call, nope, nope, not gonna be inflation, not gonna be inflation, don't, we gotta, we gotta stop this. And, and then t and, and 10 months later, 12 months later, oh my God, right? And it keeps accelerating. Now we're going the other way, we're tightening. And everybody's don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And even though the credit, even though the credit market is locking up and the uh, um, and the uh, and, and stock market's falling, if you continued that, not ten months later, way sooner than that, but same time, the lag time, which we don't understand from these wild uh, moves, that lag time would start to unwind everything absolutely everything. The amount of jo joblessness, the amount of companies that would fail, the amount of credit that would be wiped out of the system, that would accelerate and accelerate. And if they were too late in saving it by yield curve control and printing way more money, way more money, then the whole system would fail. And Bitcoin in that example is actually the only money that's gonna be worth anything if, that was, if that, it becomes credit protection in, 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 in that example. I don't suspect they will get that far, but, but what you could say is the Fed is driving 90 miles an hour trying, uh, trying to judge a complex, a complex global market looking out the rear view mirror of what happened three months ago. And, they're gonna, and, and so there's gonna, there, there's gonna be a bunch of policy. It, it, it's too late, doesn't matter what they do on policy. It's gonna, they're gonna, but, um, but but they're going to have to jump into this before and, and save the system. So they're going to have to print into hyperinflation. They're going to have to print into inflation. And if you think that inflation is causing hard, hardship now, wait till you see what, uh, what happens. And it's at that moment in time that you have to be a great force and your location cannot be zero, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so you should really should start working on it right now. Before we close this one down, let's, let's talk about, uh, let's give a little shout out to the plebs.
Um, what's your message to the plebs, Andre, about what's going on here in Madeira? <laughs> well, as, as, as I said at the beginning, we're still in the first steps. We're still figuring, figuring, it out, figuring out some stuff. What, what I can say is that we'll try to guide the government the best way we can. We'll try to figure out within our powers, our autonomic powers as an island, the best way to um, make it a Bitcoin uh, friendly place, uh, embracing Bitcoin in a way, um, and educating people, local people, especially on how important this is because of all that has been said. And um, yeah, uh, it's basically that. Because it's so, not going to look anything like what El Salvador managed to do. Not no, here. No, no, no it, it will the, be a totally different strategy. Yeah. Um, not so radical, of course. Yes. We, we, we cannot, even if we, if we wanted. But there is ways. Uh, because there was a little confusion yes. after uh, the president's announcement uh, in Miami. Uh, you know, a lot of plebs probably got overexcited yeah. about the fact that maybe this is going to be the, the El Salvador of Europe. Um, there's no way that can go down. There's also a real lack of education on the ground. So yeah. it's got to start somewhere. You know, actually, the, this, this thing that happened... Uh, out of pure incompetence of the government of um, crypto not being taxed all over Portugal was not good for us. Okay. And uh, it, it attracted uh, the wrong, the leveraged kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> the scammers, uh, the shitcoiners, uh, they were all over Portugal and Madeira also. And that's basically what we want to protect. No, um, we, want to, want to, we want to protect sound money, um, fair money, um, yeah, and uh, the, the announcement in Miami may have led to some confusion because the president used the adopting Bitcoin term and led some t people to think that we were not only fooling because it was already a de facto legal tender all over Portugal, so it was nothing new, it was not presenting nothing, uh, anything new, and some people to believe that we were aiming uh, to, to do Bitcoin as a legal tender, which we cannot. So yeah, there's some clearing to do, some education to do, but uh, yeah, there are other ways we can embrace Bitcoin in Madara. And if any plebs are listening, what's the kind of like rally cry? How can they come across and, and help? Well, try and reach me out uh, on Twitter. I think it's the best way right now. We still don't have the, the org set up, uh, but I will probably share it in my personal profile as well. And uh, when we do, uh, there will be a, a web page. And we, we, we aim to do a lot with the web page, actually. Um, and yeah, you'll, you'll get the, all the information there. But for now, you can follow me at, at Andre Loja on Twitter. I think it's the best way. Okay. Jeff, what have you thought of this place since you've been here for the last three days? Yeah, uh, Andre is underselling it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's really, it's, it's really, like, this is, it, it's incredible. And what, all you're talking about is a strategy to get to the same place. And, and this, and, and I think you have, um, you, you have a really friendly government here, understanding the need to get to the same place, and wanting to uh, get to the same place. And, uh, and, and, and attract the best companies and the best uh, under, uh, 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 way to do this. But it's a beautiful, beautiful place that, that I'm very seriously thinking about getting my golden visa, right? <laughs> like very seriously. And, and so I think about something like this that has all the infrastructure. Obi said, I couldn't believe this. $75, my, you told me too, $75 a month and the healthcare is way better than it is in Canada. For, for, for incredible health care. And so when I, th when I think about what this place has to offer, services, um, safety, um, wa clean water, health, internet service, everything, that you could just build a fantastic life, 
um, uh, in uh, in this place, and that they're they're being becoming Bitcoin friendly and, and moving towards there. I think it's a really it, it has to be right up there on the list of places that you think oh, I could I, I that's that's a visa I want. <laughs> and you could make a difference. Here. Yeah, just a pleb, just yeah. any pleb that comes over here and is like. But when you when you when you say when you say that any pleb, it's a, and again the pleb, I'm a pleb. Yeah. Right? Um, when when you say what do you say to the plebs? Andre's pleb, I'm a pleb. He reached out to another pleb, and, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of this happens, mm -hmm. and it's moving really fast. All just because of an intention to do something that Andre said that I got to make a difference. And what, and how powerful that is, is if you know how much power you have to make a difference in the world, it's, it's unlimited. Um, and a whole bunch of Bitcoiners are doing that, but they actually have more ability to, to start leaning in um, all over and actually make a huge difference in how fast this transitions. Lads, it's been an amazing episode. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we shut this one down? Did I miss anything? Do you think we've covered everything? We've talked about as much as I think we can talk about. Ponchos. Ponchos. <laughs> let's, let's talk about no, the national ponchos later. Let's talk about the national drink yeah. of, of Madeira. Like, uh, okay, they've, they've introduced me to ponchos. No, it's true. It's, well, it's, it's orange, right? So uh, it was... Uh, probably going to be it, a, a, it's the national a drink success in Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. We can make it the national drink. Explain to the plebs what Poncha is, how it's made, and then we'll talk about Jeff. You're going to tell us why you've fallen in love with it. <laughs> so it's, it's a, they do it many ways now, but the traditional one is just, um, it's basically done fresh in front of you. And it's made with a, a kind of a cachaça rum that we sugarcane that we have a lot in the island. It's a natural crop on the island. Yes, and uh, you know, sugar, lemon, honey, well mixed, and it's it's delicious. All natural crops on the island? Yes. Jeff? It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too delicious. Well, what, what, what's, what's most alarming is like, uh, that, that I don't know what it is about the poncha, but it only creeps up into your mind at around midnight. <laughs> And then you want to go exactly. and get a couple I feel, of I, I feel like I've been a week in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, thanks, guys. Really good to have uh, really this conversation. Thank you.